This podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Fandango offers movie tickets and gift cards to over 45,000 different screens across the United States and reaches into nearly 80% of the nation's total theaters. By partnering with virtually every leading film exhibitor like Regal, Cinemark, AMC, and more. So to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life, head on over to cityweekly.com slash Fandango or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Both of these men battling for position. This reminds me of uh, another clash that took place at a, a takeover event here inside the Barclays Center. Once upon a time, Samoa Joe and the man who became king, Baron Corbin. Two massive superstars going out. Oh, here we go. Oh. Speaking of massive superstars. Oh. And now look at this. Both these men lighting up each other's chests. Lightning and thunder in the ring. Brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we're back to talk more NXT on the USA and WWE networks. A little weird, because uh, we are in 2020. Woo-hoo. As we record this, yes, the future. But we are talking about a show from the, the past. past. So, I'm like, <laughs> my thought process is... Before we even before we even got to Christmas Day, I was telling Jacqueline, we don't have to worry about anything on Christmas. Like, AEW's not running a show. I'm pretty sure NXT isn't running a show. So nothing they to worry about. Have. Yeah, they shouldn't have. Well, what we found out is that they did run a show, but it was taped. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, it, it can't be anything of value. We'll just, you know, sk- if there's anything of note, we'll just skim over that. And then we'll talk about the January 1st episode of NXT, which will surely be a live episode with matches and story progression and all of that fun stuff. But no. They did it backwards. <laughs> the, the, the January 1st episode, the show that they chose to run against AEW, was a show featuring uh, clips from NXT TakeOver matches. And then they, uh, it was an award show where they handed out awards, uh, the NXT awards, uh, and that was the whole show. Now there were some announcements made on that show. We'll we'll talk about them in a little yeah, bit. We'll I even men- we'll... we'll even mention who won the awards, but yeah, largely we are here because I we have found ourselves going back to that that December twenty fifth episode, and we're recapping all of it. So, because otherwise we'd For have your nothing. listening pleasure. Yes. Uh, so this episode of NXT starts off with a recap of the December 18th episode 
And then we are taken to green screen land where we meet our hosts for this special Christmas episode, Kathy Kelly, Pat McAfee, and Sam Roberts, who would appear frequently throughout this show. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you know about every single time. Oh, no. They let us know that NXT tonight is taking place from two locations. Full Sail Arena in Florida and the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. NXT's second home. Although, if you watch any of these matches from the Barclays Center, you would have thought that nobody in Brooklyn had ever heard of NXT. Or any of the people who wrestle there. Because that's yeah. how they reacted to these matches. Um, I bet they they had to have done it after like another really long show. Yeah, they did right? it after like, SmackDown. Are, yeah. yeah. Oh no! <laughs> oh. So speaking <sighs> of full sale, that's where we go to first. Roderick Strong is backstage, and he's singing a, a holiday tune and says he's in the giving mood. So he's putting his North American Championship on the line in an open challenge, and this challenge is answered by former Evolve Champion. Austin Theory. Yep. And uh, I was impressed by young oh, yeah. Austin in this match. Um, yeah, they kept noting how old he is, didn't they? He's like 23 or something. Like yeah, he's like 22, 23. He's a youngin'. I know. I was like, shut up, Morrow. No. <laughs> Quit rubbing it in, sir. <laughs> I just had my birthday, and I know how old I am, and it's not It's not quite it's as not young 22. as this man. It's not 22. Um, so this match is for the North American championship. Uh, so Roddy, the veteran is out grappling this youngster, uh, theory cuts him off. I, I don't know what he did here because it's been a couple days since I watched it. I just wrote, he is super athletic. I think it was his, Mm -hmm. I don't think he did anything particularly amazing, but it was the, the movement, like his movement is very fluid. He is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Theory in control for a while, but Roddy slams him into the ring post to regain his momentum. Kills Austin Theory with a drop kick that grossly uh, spent, like, sent spit flying, presumably into the crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. Roddy beat him for a good bit. Austin makes a good comeback. Uh, gives Roddy a buckle bomb. Gives him a cross leg neck breaker for a two. Hits him with a torture rack into a power bomb for a two. Roddy cuts Theory off again. Backbreaker on the top turnbuckle. Uh, They fight out to the apron. Theory gives him this cross-legged suplex thingy again. He lands on the apron, and it looked really gross. It did. He hit hard. Uh, They get back into the ring. He gets a two-count out of that. Really hard strike exchange back and forth. Roddy leaps into the air, but Theory super kicks him. Roddy then tries for a knee strike, but then gets super kicked in the balls. I don't know if this was intentional or not. I don't think it was. Because uh, I think Roddy was just supposed to hit his supposed to hit his knee strike here because Theory picks him up and then Roddy just hits the knee strike, hits him with the end of heartache, puts him in the stronghold, and Austin Theory taps out. Uh, yes. What did you think of young Austin's debut here? And what did you think of the match? So I've seen Austin Theory before live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he... When I saw him live, it was going back a few months... He, um, at that time, he had gone up against everyone in Undisputed Era, era mm-hmm. and was um, issuing a uh, a challenge against Adam Cole. So okay. I wasn't super surprised that these guys worked together very well, mm-hmm. um, seeing each other um, previously. 
Yes. Uh, that being said, um, I did not think this was um, Roderick Strong's um, best match. I didn't think no. it played to his strengths. I think that while while it was good, um, he's better in other areas yeah. that just didn't show here. I thought this match was pretty good. I, I was th- really surprised at how long it went on for. Yeah, put it that way. I don't think I don't think Austin Theory should have lasted quite this long against Roderick Strong. I did yeah. think it was a real. I, th- I thought it was a pretty good match, and honestly, I thought this was the best match on the show. The it helped the crowd was also into this, which hurt many of the other matches. Yes, the crowd was very much into this, but not for Theory. <laughs> no, no one seemed to care. No, there were a few people <laughs> chanting for him, but most of these people just wanted to see Roderick Strong win this match. Um, Which makes sense. What did so. you What did you give it? I gave it a three. Okay, uh, I went three and a half. Grapple, three point seven seven, three what? and three quarters. What? Oh my god! I don't think it was quite that good. Wow! I thought you I know, was being I, very I generous. Have- I was going to say, I have to feel like maybe not everyone watched this episode and put mm-hmm. it on Grapple. You know what I mean? Like, it's like super fans who watched, right? Yeah, some of these matches only have like 30 reviews. So, or yeah. 30 ratings on them, so. Um, Kathy, you'll you'll hear this a lot, everybody. Uh, but I just tried to, instead of covering everything that was said, I would just often write, Kathy Kelly stands between two bickering men. Yep. We go to Brooklyn. For Isaiah Swerve Scott and Jack Gallagher. Uh, early on, Jack uses his Britishness to out-wrestle Swerve. Uh, okay. They invented wrestling, of course, and acting. So he's got a one-up here on, on Swerve. But Swerve makes a comeback from this grappling to no reaction. I know. <laughs> uh, Swerve puts him in a hold as the crowd is making... Okay, this is where I started having fun with the Brooklyn crowd. Uh... Swerve puts him in a hold as the crowd is making the kind of noise that is uh, obviously several hundred people just conversing with each other. <laughs> it just has that like background noise of just people just talking. Like, yeah, I feel just, like they, they yeah. edited in a lot of noises. They did. They, they tried, but they didn't do a very good job. No. <laughs> this, this match in which the crowd is just conversing with one another, perhaps about their Christmas plans. Actually mm-hmm. goes to a commercial break. There's a picture-in-picture break uh, yeah. as Jack cuts him off. Uh, Swerve makes a comeback after the break. Rebound headbutt by Jack Gallagher gets a two-count. The crowd actually woke up for that a little bit. More that was crazy. Yes. More holds from Jack Gallagher. Uh, Swerve mm-hmm. then puts on his own hold. Then I just wrote after that, hold trading. This is yep. not the kind of crowd for this match. Um, no, not at all. Even though it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Swerve Swerve hits a arm breaker and hits the house call for the win. Uh, like, if they'd done this match maybe in full sail, or if they'd done it in like a, at like a, in front of a British crowd or something, or... It, it would have gone nuts. Even a crowd that enjoys more submission-based wrestling. But yeah, this crowd was not here to see people uh, exchange holds with one another. But they did a good job of it. I like both of these guys. Yes. I, and I thought I was... What an odd matchup these two guys together, but they they worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know there was a little bit of fear when they said that Swerve's been on two hundred five live. Um, yes. 
I hope I hope he did, I hope I hope he doesn't stay there. <laughs> Please no. Well, I mean, two hundred five um, live is now basically just NXT's two hundred five. Yeah. I know, but they but the, they're never on TV and all that. So True. also, Beth Phoenix was trying so hard against this whoever that male announcer was with Tom her. Phillips. I don't, I don't. He is the most boring announcer. Yeah, he's like. Ever. Oh my god. I think that's part of the reason why. Like I think the crowd was listening to him. Because my god, he's so boring. <laughs> yeah, he's he's you know, he's comes out of that WWE machine. Uh, the Michael Cole school Oof. for pro wrestling announcers and you know, Moro yeah. Ronaldo was but so it, great because that's what Moro Ronaldo has always been, and then he came here and then he just maintained being who he was. That like even if you put like my God, if you put him with Morrow and put Beth and Nigel together, it would have been a better pair up. Like if like, you if you watch oh Morrow out of a wrestling con- like if you ever watched any of the boxing matches that he calls or the mixed martial oh. arts matches he calls, he sounds He's exactly the same. the same, yes. He is great. He's awesome. Anyway. But back to the match. Um I actually kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was, I liked it more than the crowd did. Oh yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> it was hard. It was hard, but I mean, these guys were just really good. So I was really glad that Swerve won too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I hope this means good things for him. Uh, what did you give it? I gave it a three as well. Okay. So I, I came close. I'm, yeah. I'm one of those people that's crowd driven crowd. Mm-hmm. If the crowd is just not there, it hurts a match for me. I went two and three quarters. Grapple went 2.88, but I feel like we're in the ballpark on that one at least. We're, we're pretty close, yeah. I like to, you know, not be affected by the crowd, even though sometimes you it's can't tough. help it. tough, yeah. Um, all right, Kathy Kelly stands between two loud bickering men. Mm-hmm. Then Candice LeRae and Tainara from Full Sail. Yeah. Uh, this is all Candice early on. Tainara cuts her off shortly before a picture-in-picture break. Uh it's all Tainara during the break, working on Candace. Uh, when we come back, mm-hmm. she hits her with... I can only describe this as a backpack slam. It's like a spinning... She like had her on her back, right? And then spun her yes. around and slammed her. I think they had a name for this, but I didn't catch it. Uh, but, they, yeah. but they said that this was Tainara's finishing move, I think, at one point. Uh, it was not enough Probably. for the win. Uh, no. Candace gets mad, throws her hair up in a ponytail... And starts making a comeback and beats the shit out of Tainara, hits a back senton, and hits her with a moonsault for the win. Yes. She meant business I have, here. I have to say, one of my favorite sayings now to come out of this, mm-hmm. I think it was Nigel, was hair up, square up. And yes. I'm like, you are correct. That's oh, yeah. what it is. That's hair uh, up, I'm ready for my fight. Yeah, like, that's, uh, that's Sonya Deville's catchphrase on SmackDown. Is it? I yeah, don't watch she, SmackDown. She was an MMA How- fighter as well. Yeah, however, like, that's applicable to everyday life for women. Sure like, it, is. it really is. I yeah, it. it's a good catchphrase, I think. It is. Sonia, I know I liked you. <laughs> uh, I'm, I liked I liked what was going on here, but it was a little too short mm-hmm. for my for my liking. Uh, I agree. It was okay. I agree. I like that they're really trying to make Tainara more of a competitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's improving. Um, Oh, she definitely is, and I think, and with even with the matches she's going up against, like, um, there's back and forth. There's, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know. I I I hope that she does good things. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I went two and a quarter. 
Ooh, I went two and three quarters. And Grapple, in between us both, 2.54. Okay, okay. Two and a half. Clearly one of us is filled with the Christmas spirit here, so. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'd maybe if I had watched this on Christmas Day, I would have been more forgiving. But oh, I didn't. I, I, I did not watch it on Christmas Day. <laughs> Once again, Kathy stands between two loud and bickering men. Oh, okay. So about the two bickering men. Quick question. Maybe yes. you know, maybe you don't. Why do they keep calling the one guy Sam Brand Muffin? Is it because he looks like a Brand Muffin? Because I do agree with that. It's got to be the 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 hair, the hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it would be full of raisins, yeah. And I think it's some sort of bland insult. Pat McAfee is the more flamboyant of the two. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and Sam is just there. And brand muffins are kind of bland, so maybe that's what it is. Yeah. We get an Arturo Huas Huas video. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was a good video, but yes. what bothered me is that this was essentially a video about a guy that we've seen dozens of times letting us know that he's coming soon. Well, we know. We've seen him a lot of times. Yeah, I think they're finally trying to, like, launch people. And it's like, but yes, they were, they've been the punching bags for so long. So, like, yes, I don't know. They, they need to have a better way to do that. I mean, this was a great video where he essentially run down yeah. all of the black belts he has in various martial arts disciplines. Oh, he's great. And then noted that he is a master of capoeira, which... He calls the deadliest of all martial arts, which I have been told by people who do MMA training that it's supposed to be a joke because it's not the deadliest. Oh, is it? Okay. It is not the deadliest of all martial arts. But it it looks real pretty. Yes, it does. Perhaps to the uninformed. It is the coolest looking, I think, of all of the martial arts. That's true. We're on to my favorite match. This is not the best match on the show. Okay. I can't wait to hear why this one was your favorite. Okay. So it's Dominic Dijakovic and Bronson Reed from Brooklyn. Now, this match should have been awesome. Yes. Because Dijakovic is... is not as athletic as Lee. No, but he is is athletic. He can do a lot of stuff for his size. But this crowd was having none of it, as is apparent... By the first whole set of words I typed down here while watching it. While these guys trade headlocks, a man is carrying around a small child dressed as Yoda. (laughs) The crowd chants Baby Yoda. The man holds the child up and the crowd cheers, then chants yes, while the man pumps his small child in the air to the rhythm of the chant. Picture in picture break. (laughs) That's what happened at the beginning of this. I didn't even pay t- I should start paying attention to the crowd more. Yeah, I heard a Baby Yoda chant, and I'm like, why in the hell are they chanting Baby Yoda? <laughs> so I stopped paying attention to the wrestlers, and I look into the crowd, and there is a small child in a Yoda costume, and this man is like, raised it into the air like Simba in Lion King. And the crowd no. is cheering wildly for this. <laughs> These two guys are trying to do their, you know, perform, and this crowd is like, look, a baby dressed as Yoda. It's because, like, every other WWE thing, this has gone on for too long. They're, I always feel bad. Like, they're entertaining themselves, not, yes. Yeah. Um, although, I do want to know where that kid got his Yoda costume. I could really use one. <laughs> it's worth going back and seeing it just for that. I, I was just like, I, what is happening right now? Well, I guess I got to go watch this again. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard during the break. 
<laughs> back from the break, and Reed is hammering on Dijakovic. Crowd gives zero fucks as Dijak tries to suplex Bronson Reed. Dijak mm-hmm. apparently forgets that he can only do this suplex when he says, Time to fly! before doing it. He eventually says, Time to fly! Time to fly. And then can suplex Bronson Reed. Also, what kind of pressure does that suplex put on your back, right? Like I would imagine a ton. Right, so why are we trying so many times? Uh, he's a an alpha male, Jacqueline. He's got to prove that he can do this strong thing. You know what? I think he should go up against an alpha female, Shayna Baszler, mm-hmm. and see what happens then. I don't know if he'd. I don't know if he'd hold up too actually. Well. I think match. that should happen. That'd probably be a good match, actually. My God, I still hate that they don't let men and women wrestle against each other. <laughs> uh, Dijakovic hits a Cyclone boot for a two. Top rope moonsault for a two. The crowd is actually impressed uh, for the first time in this match. Uh, yes, but he should not have kicked out. That This match, that again, should have ended there, yes. Long. Yeah. Uh, Reed <laughs> takes him down. Uh, Reed Bronson Reed hits a middle rope Thez press for a two count. After a struggle on the top rope, Dijakovic hits Bronson Reed with a chokeslam powerbomb for the win. I gave this two and a half. largely Me too. Largely because of the Baby Yoda chance. I did um, because, I don't know, it just wasn't great. Who won, wait, I, I I know you just said this, but I completely forgot. Who won this match? <laughs> Dominic, Dominic Dijakovic did. Okay, okay, yes, that's what I thought. I was very actually confused by how long this match was going that yes. they, that Dijakovic then won, because I'm just like, we could have ended this. Yes. So many times. Um, I have a note here. Maybe you remember this. I said I did like Reed jumping onto Dijakovic. What was that? Yeah, that was the Fez press I think he did off of the oh, middle rope. Yeah. Like, Dijak gotcha. came running at him, and he leapt off the, the second rope and, this like, is- squished him. Got it, got it. I was hoping that... They were like he held him, but I guess that didn't happen in this match. Uh, <laughs> That's other matches. So we both gave it two and a half. Grapple, feeling the Christmas spirit, giving this one two and three quarters. Oh, okay, Grapple. Yes. They uh, liked Baby Yoda more than us. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Kathy Kelly is still standing between the two bickering men, but like this, Kathy, just leave. But <laughs> this time, but this time they announced something of importance: the main event. For Worlds Collide. It will be the Undisputed Era versus Imperium. Boring. Eight man tag. So I just wanna see I just wanna see Walter and Adam Cole. That's really all I'm here for. That's fair. But like they they do everything Undisputed Era. They did Mm -hmm. war games, like just just because they're the only four person team, whatever, doesn't mean they should get all the things. I'm curious to see what they do with the women's matches. Uh, on that show, and, and and what else they end up doing? Because uh, there's a mm. we're seeing a lot of NXT UK integration that we will get to. Uh, Bianca Belair against the debuting Shotzi Blackheart, who is who? indeed signed from NXT. She was uh, also in Evolve uh, yes. for a while, uh, and they she do to- get to that, yeah, yeah. And she totally stands out. She does not look like the other girls. anybody else. Yeah, you know, I mean, look wise, like. You know, I almost think that she probably looks most like Eo, mm-hmm. <laughs> in all honesty. But yeah, um, yeah, she's like a cross between like Eo and uh, Rhea to me. Yeah, she's got like the biker. She comes out with like an yeah. old motorcycle helmet, but with horns on it. I like her. Hey, uh, I, I've never. Got... 
I've, huh? I, I was going to say, I'd only seen clips of her before, but uh, after this mm-hmm. match, I liked her. I think she's got potential. I I agree. And and it's it's crazy to me that they have a lot of the new girls going up against Bianca. Like, yes. um, Santana, too. Like, I, I, she must be, like, the... I don't know, like, the the one to help, like, make them. I don't know, but I, I dig it. Yeah. Um, I think that, I don't know, I think, I think they're just trying to put, like, maybe they're just, because Santana and Shotzi have both been wrestling on the independents for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just wanted to take people with a lot of experience and put them in there with Bianca to help make Bianca's mm-hmm. stuff look even better. Maybe. Because uh, I, I think Bianca's been looking really good the last few weeks. Uh, she has been. Good back and forth early on from from both of these ladies. Bianca drops her on the apron, heading into the picture-in-picture break. And during this break, it's all Bianca. And even coming back from the break, she's pretty much just beaten on Shotzi this whole match. Um, Ms. Blackheart does make a comeback. Hits this DDT, like, over the top ropes and onto the apron. Yeah. Onto Bianca. That was a little wild. Uh, and Shotzi misses a move in the corner. Gets hit with a KOD. And uh, Bianca gets the win. Uh, what did you think? Um, yeah, I agree with mostly everything we said in the beginning. Um, I think that, you know, they looked well together. I do. The, my one thing with Bianca, I like her so much, but she's always so awkward with like um, the waiting in the middle of the ring stuff. Like when someone's coming off the ropes, like mm-hmm. she 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 hasn't quite figured that bit of the acting out yet, I guess. Yeah. So um but I think she's great. Like, I mean, she, I like, cause it's, she's so strong. Shotzi was so flippy. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah. Uh, cool. what did you give it? Two and a quarter. Okay. I went two and a half mm-hmm. and grapple again, feeling that Christmas spirit. 2.7. Oh, grapple. Yeah. All right. Making us feel kind of like Scrooges over here. Yeah. I mean, or the Grinch or something like a, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's watching it post Christmas, where we're over Christmas. I was gonna say maybe it was the wine. I don't know. <laughs> it could have been the wine. Uh, for the last time this evening, Kathy stands between two loud and bickering men, and then we go to our main event from Brooklyn: Damian Priest and Tony Nice against Leo Rush, the Elf, and Santa Keith Lee, complete with Love a plate it. full of cookies that he eats on his way to the ring. Which, like. How boss. Mm-hmm. Damien Priest immediately establishes himself as a bad guy by taking the Santa hat and throwing it. Yeah, I wrote that too. Like, like they had to really show us who, who, the, who the bad guy was here. Yes. We couldn't tell that the good guys came down dressed as Santa and a helper. Santa. Yes. Yes. Um, Keith Lee, <laughs> just at this point, it's not worth recapping. I just wrote Keith Lee does Keith Lee stuff. Including yeah. a jumping spin kick. He's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, niece gets pounced. So they get, like, the spills to the floor. Tony Niece gets pounced into Tom Phillips. I thought that was pretty funny. Thank uh, God. <laughs> after a break, Damian Priest cuts off Leo Rush to gain control over the match. Crowd actually seems mildly into this match. Yeah, this match kind of picked up the crowd. Yes. Uh, maybe they were just tired of not cheering. And they're like, oh, let's give it a. Let's give it some effort. Last match of the or, show. Or maybe they filmed this first. Or maybe they filmed it first. Uh, Leo Rush hits the come up on Tony Nese, hot tagged Keith Lee. Uh, but uh, 
he gets cut off. Double team uh, springboard moonsault by Nice for a two count on Keith Lee. Uh, Rush gets in. He runs wild. Uh, then Santa Keith emerges from the depths of the sea. He did that thing that he did to, uh, who did he do that to? Uh, Finn, Finn Balor. Balor. He does it here, but with a Santa Claus hat on. It was goofy. I like He's it. having so much fun. Yes. And I love it. Uh, tosses niece, catches Damien Priest on a dive, gives him an apron bomb. It's the big bang Let- catastrophe on niece. And, uh. Leo Rush hits the final hour off of Keith Lee's shoulders for the win. Yeah. This was my favorite match of the night, mm-hmm. which I never thought I'd say about a Damian Priest match, but I think it was really Rush and Keith Lee who did it. Yeah, it was a um, fun match. It was really fun. Um, and I was really surprised. I thought when Nice and um, Rush were in the, the ring together, that's yeah. what it was going to be like, super yeah. high pace and energy, and it wasn't. Like, no. It um they like slowed it down and yes. I was like that's interesting I thought it was really interesting though yes. <laughs> that you get that um you know you have the two big guys who keep like the energy up and the momentum going mm-hmm. um which I shouldn't be surprised at because it's Keith Lee so yeah um but I liked this this was fun overall and um the when a uh, uh, priest um the way uh, Lee caught priest I was just like man. Unbelievable. They must trust each other already. Like Yes. Like that's just ridiculous <laughs> strength too. Like that Damien Priest is huge. He's not a small dude. No. And he's like, I'm just gonna jump over the top, flip, and then you're just gonna catch me. You catch me. And don't drop me on my head. And he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like six five, but don't worry about it. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. He's really strong. Yeah. He is. And his timing. Like Yeah, great. Yep. My gosh. Anyway, I like this match a lot. I thought it was fun. Uh, what'd you give it? Three and a half. Uh, and we we switched from the, our first matches. I went three and a quarter. Okay. Grapple three point three four. In the middle. Yeah. Interesting grapple. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so let's talk real quick. We're we're gonna glaze over uh, what happened here on the December first. Uh, not December 1st, the January, January 1st. January 1st. My bad. Uh, episode of NXT. Here are the awards uh, that got handed out. By the way, the way these awards worked is that the winners were announced, and this was at full sale, but it was empty, right? Uh, right. So apparently the wrestlers would come out, make their entrance, mm-hmm. <laughs> come down to the ring to an empty crowd, and then cut a promo. Mm-hmm. And I guess the the joke here is that Undisputed Era won, like, a bunch of awards. So they did this, like, a bunch of times. They did. And um, the best part of it, though, is that William Regal was standing there each time to hand out the awards. Like a mannequin? Just... Kind of. <laughs> did he say anything the whole show? No! No! I really <laughs> wanted him to hit someone with one of the awards, though. I was really hoping that's where it was going. Yeah. But, he... of course, as, as soon as I saw him, I just started yelling war games. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are the NXT Tag Team of the Year. I think we both disagreed. Yeah, that is the, the that the is the mo- but that is the most boring choice. Yes, um, I mean <sighs> if you're looking at it from the standpoint, if you're looking at it from the storyline standpoint of like they held the titles all year, like that sort of thing. Like, no. yeah, I guess, but they didn't. They didn't really. Um, that's the argument we could make for Shayna. I look at it from a performance perspective, like yeah. who is the wrestler who entertained me the most? But 
Uh, it was uh, oh, that. I'm so mad that it was undisputed there. Adam uh, Adam Cole was male wrestler of the year, which I think, I think I think both of us discern that. Shayna Baszler, female wrestler of the year. I think they had to give it to her before she moves on, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could make a good argument for it as well. Oh, absolutely. No, I think she. I think she deserved it. They did a lot with her storyline wise um, mm-hmm. this this past year, um, but yeah, I'm I'm sad to see you go, Shayna. We know what's happening. Uh, Cole and Gargano was the rivalry of the year. Their back and forth is pretty funny in the ring. Did they, uh, did they have a good back? They actually had a good back and forth. That must be they tough did. to do because it's like these two people who like hate each other have to share the ring to accept an award about how much they hate each other. It is weird. (laughs) Only in wrestling would you get an award for that, but, and, um, uh, or the, or like the, um, VMAs, right? Like the MTV movie awards or something. But, um, Oh God, what did Gargano said that his only regret was that his 67 year old dad didn't punch Adam Cole in the face when he went to his pizza (laughs) restaurant. That's awesome. (laughs) It was like, so like you could see William Regal putting his head down, like trying not to laugh. (laughs) Um, Dakota Kai, is the NXT Future Star of the Year award winner? Disagree. I disagree. I, I mean, I think she's going to have a breakout year, but yes, I don't think she's a future star. I mean, she's been there for a little bit. I think future star is kind of reserved for people who are kind of new to the. To it the should scene. have been Swerve. Should have been Swerve or or Garza, like one of the two of them. Uh, Take over the year was War Games. I disagree. I think it was a very good show. Same. I do, too. I think it's just the one that's freshest in people's minds. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee uh, won the Breakout Star of the Year. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree with him. that one. He had uh, a great year. Cole and Gargano from TakeOver New York City was the match of the year. It was also my match of the year. Um, I, your match I picked of the, the year, other one. Yeah, your match of the year was the, the one that ended in a cage match. Yeah. If memory serves. And uh, Adam Cole was overall NXT competitor of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not and too I'm, surprising. Not too surprising. I do have one big criticism, though, about his um, uh, competitor of the year mm-hmm. win promo. Yes. And this is just my, my criticism for NXT in general. And that's like, so at the end, right, because it's really Cole or Shayna are like the two who are up for competitor of the year. Yeah. And like I don't know, like like he, he doesn't mention anything about Shayna and I'm just kind of like I don't know. I feel like mm-hmm. it should at that point. Like that I they don't live in separate universes and it really bugs me that they pretend like they do. Yeah. Uh and yeah. a woman has not won overall yet. I don't know. Maybe Asuka did win it one year. I could be wrong. Maybe Asuka did I win think overall. She did. Yeah. Um I don't know. I wasn't watching wrestling then, so I don't know. Before we talked about, <laughs> uh, before we talk about what was announced for next week and the coming weeks, because uh, that was announced, thank goodness. So this way, I have a way to close this episode. But uh, let's talk about the war. It's still going. Uh, for the episode that we reviewed here, there was no competition. AEW did not air. Instead, TNT was airing a twenty-four hour marathon of a Christmas story. Which they do every Christmas, yes. Uh, NXT, stunningly, went up from the week before. They did 795,000. And on Christmas Day, they went to 831,000, which I was stunned. Hmm. I didn't think anybody would be watching stuff on Christmas Day. Now, 
Not everyone celebrates Christmas. Hilariously, if you want to, you can compare it to the quarter hours that A Christmas Story was airing on TNT opposing Mm -hmm. NXT and A Christmas Story beat it. Which is kind of sad because it had been airing all day. (laughs) It's an old movie old movie that had been airing all day on this channel. Uh, But uh, they did go head to head. I know we did not talk about the January 1st episode really they chose to put an award ceremony with clips of other matches uh, on the show. And they're clips of good matches, but matches presumably most of the people watching it had already seen. Yes. So they chose to air this against a fresh AEW show. And NXT did 548,000, down from mm-hmm. 831 the previous week, to AEW's 967,000. Wow. So they just blew them out of the water. Uh, they won the, the key demographic and stuff as well. AEW or NXT actually didn't even finish in the top 50 in the demographic. They were like 66th or something like Wait, that. AEW was? No, NXT, a- NXT, oh, NXT. didn't finish. Uh, AEW was like 17th yeah. or something like that. Yes. That makes sense. Uh, NXT didn't even make it into the top 50, which is really bad for them. Uh, but it was a, you know, it was a, an award show and a clip show, so a lot of people just didn't tune in, which it was a choice. Makes sense. Like I wouldn't tune in to watch all of that either. And yeah, it was a weird choice. But we'll be back to standard competition next week. So on this January on this January first episode of NXT, they announced what teams will be competing in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Uh, oh. They announced that next week there will be a first-round match between Imperium, Marcel Bartel, and Fabian Eichner uh, against the Forgotten Sons, which hopefully Imperium wins. Uh, The other teams in the tournament uh, and matches are Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster against Matt Mm. Riddle and Pete Dunne, which is a team. Uh, Interesting. Pete Dunne has already dubbed them the Broserweights. So that works. Uh, on the right side of the bracket, grizzled young veterans Zach Gibson and James Drake against Kushida and a partner yet to be revealed. He has a mystery hmm. partner. And uh, the other match on the right side of the brackets is Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang against Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Okay, I was going to say where is Undisputed Era. Yes. I'm surprised they're putting them against Gallus in the first round. Yeah, there's two there's two there's a good guy team versus a good guy team in Riddle and Dunn against Andrews and Webster and then there's the bad guys yeah. versus the bad guys. That's weird. That is weird. And I should probably go keep an eye on when this NXT UK takeover is happening cuz we are going to cover that on here but Oh, are we? Okay. Yeah, I, have no, I don't know any of these wrestlers. I don't know I don't know what's happening on that show. I know there's matches, I just don't know what they are. Uh, I'll have to go look. I'm sure the show will be good, but I have not been like, (laughs) I was thinking to myself before, like after I'd watched the Christmas NXT episode, you know, Mm -hmm. Oh, we could have totally watched an NXT UK episode instead, like a recent episode instead of this old Christmas episode of NXT. But I've gone so long without watching NXT UK that I just completely forgotten about them altogether. The thought did not cross my mind until well after I had watched 
and taken notes for this uh, December 25th episode. So sorry, NXT UK. But I, I, I will try to at least catch up reading-wise on what's happened heading into this takeover. So I have some semblance of an idea of what's going on. Uh, okay. But yeah, that's the show uh, for this week. I, uh, look, I guess if you want uh, my pick, AEW won this week. It's a big surprise oh. that they yeah. had a great show and NXT had a clip show and awards, and I'm choosing the AEW show over the NXT show. I did not even watch the NXT show, so it's a by <laughs> default. By default, AEW won this week in my books. Um, but yeah, uh, that's it for this week's episode. Head on over to the website cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show, and of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Stitcher. Just search for. What comes NXT? Hit subscribe, and that way you can hear us come back next time. Talk about more NXT on the USA and WWE networks, featuring Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic versus Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes, where the winner becomes the number one contender to Roderick Strong's North American Championship. Mm-hmm.